Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Inman, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Stars and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is to come upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of the this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you might have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. I'm Adam Seath, lead pastor here at Orange, and I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You came today and ready to continue to give thanks to God for what all he's done, but I know my family and I had an opportunity to get together with my wife's family and went to the Outer Banks and spent a few days there and just at the beauty of the ocean, the expanse of the sea, and just being able to experience the fellowship with family. It gave me so much to be thankful for. And as we continue in this season of the pandemic, it was nice for us to be able to be together, just like it's so wonderful each Sunday that we can be together, whether we're joining online or those that are here in person. So thank you for being a part of this time of worship. Let's go to God in prayer. God of grace and God of mercy. Today we come with expectant hearts. We come anticipating your holy presence. Waiting to see you do a new thing. We come tired. We come weary. We come beaten down. We come hungry for you. And so meet us right where we are. No matter what brought us through the doors or to the screen, meet us right where we are. May we feel your holy presence in a way that offers us that hope that we so desperately seek. Speak to us right where we are. Let us hear with fresh ears the love that you you have for us. And how you have called us into a relationship with you. 
So, Lord, as we've heard your word, as it's been read now, we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, may we may hear your word as it is proclaimed. Transform the words that proceed from my mouth, and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today, as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. Would you say that you are a patient person? I always love to ask that kind of question. Sometimes it's funny to see husbands and wives elbowing one another at that moment. Would you say that you're a patient person? I honestly don't know a lot of people that would describe themselves as a patient person. We grow impatient quite easily, don't we? I know I find myself growing impatient when I'm waiting in the doctor's office and seeing people exit, knowing that they have had their appointment and they are finished, but still my name has not been called to go back. I grow impatient in those moments. I grow impatient at the grocery store, and I'm wondering, can that person unload their cart any slower? And I want to give them a hand to see if there's some way that I could speed along the process. I find myself growing impatient sometimes at restaurants. And you see people that came in after you begin getting their food. I'm sorry. I get a little impatient in those kind of moments. I grow impatient in the middle of traffic. When traffic is slowing down or things just aren't moving the way I would want, I'm one of those kind of people that instead of sitting and stop standstill traffic, I'm going to look for another route to get home. And it may even take me longer by going this other way, but just because the car is moving, I feel like I'm doing something and I feel like I'm accomplishing something. I know that I am not what one would describe as a patient person. And I've learned over the years, I've heard it said many times, that you should never ask God for the gift of patience. Because what God will give you instead is opportunities to experience patience. And so I've never asked God for patience. Waiting is no fun. And right now, we are in the midst of this time where all of us are beginning to be restless with expectation and excitement of coming of Christmas. I know just a few weeks ago, uh, it was a beautiful day one day. I had some extra time, and and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start decorating the house, the outdoor lights. And so I got out my ladder, and I'm climbing up the ladder. I'm putting the lights on the gutter. I'm putting it all in the tree outside, and people are out walking. It was a beautiful day. And the number of people that looked at me and made a comment like, isn't it too early for that? You know, Christmas season starts at different times for different people. And so for me, it was just one of those times, well, I know around Thanksgiving, life gets very hectic and busy, and I just wanted to go ahead and get it started. And so now, once again, I put up all those lights, but I've not yet turned them on because I want to make sure it's the right time of when to start the season. And waiting is so hard as we wait for that Christmas morn. When I was a child, there was never a longer night than Christmas Eve. It was never a longer night. People of God know what it means to wait. People of God have known, long known, what this waiting experience is. The Old Testament concludes with the people of God 
awaiting the promised Messiah. The New Testament concludes with the followers of Jesus awaiting his return. And now we've been waiting. We've been waiting for 2,000 years. And at the time that Jesus spoke these words, they knew that they were in the presence of the Messiah. And yet even then, Jesus promises them that they will see his return following his death. And the early Christians, when they read these words that Luke wrote years after Jesus had come and died, they were living in these troubled times. They were living in troubled times, being persecuted at times for following their faith in the way of Jesus Christ. They've seen loved ones. They've seen people who have been persecuted in such a way. They've been arrested and thrown into prison, such as the Apostle Paul. They have seen what has happened to Stephen, who was martyred for his faith. These were troubling times indeed. And so though Jesus had spoken these words years before, they had to hear them with fresh ears at that time as they've been waiting for this promised return. They heard these things that Jesus had said when they read them as Luke wrote them. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the earth and distress among the nations by the roaring of the sea and the waves. Jesus' words must have begun to give them that hope that they were seeking for, that the tables would once again be overturned when Jesus said, people will faint from fear and foreboding for what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. But then Jesus gives them this reassurance that even though these were indeed troubling times, redemption was near. Jesus echoed the words of Daniel. Daniel, who so many years ago had written this, this apocalyptic book that, gave, that spoke of all these foreboding times. And in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel wrote these words to people in most horrific troubling times. And he, Daniel wrote, I, in, through a vision, I suddenly saw like a human being coming with the heavenly clouds. And now... In Luke's gospel, Jesus echoes Daniel's words. He says, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That which they have waited for, that which they've watched for, that which they've anticipated will have come. So even in troubled times, they're able to wait. This promise coming, they're able to wait for redemption. Even in troubled times, they wait, and they wait with hope. You know, these troubling times and these troubling words even that were spoken and written, they still resonate for me today because these are certainly troubling times, are they not? It's such a frustrating time as we continue, and I promise, I pray for the day that I no longer have to hear the word variant. I long for that day. I long for that day where we can feel safe once again as we have been shaken by violence in the world just once again this week, whether a car plowing into a parade or gunshots ringing out on Black Friday. I long, I long to feel that peace, that safety once again. But those words, these days, are, these are troubling times, but these words should give 
hope that as long as we continue to wait, one day that redemption shall come. And so, just as Jesus' disciples, we too watch, we wait, we anticipate with hope. We wait and we watch for the Son of Man to come in a cloud with power and great glory. See, Advent is this time of the year that we look back to the birth of Christ, the promise, the Messiah. And we recognize the way that Christ is present with us today, but we look for his promised return, at which time all redemption will be, everything will be made right. And so we continue to wait with this hope. And our hope does not come from our leaders Our hope does not come from our government. Our hope does not come from people. Our hope comes from a stable in Bethlehem. Our hope comes when God showed us that he was not just Lord God Almighty, but he was Emmanuel, the God with us. Our hope comes from the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus spoke in the midst of the storm, peace, and that peace he still speaks into our lives today. Our hope comes from Calvary's cross, where there Jesus demonstrated this incredible love that he has for us and paid a price that we ourselves could never pay. Our hope comes from an empty tomb in Jerusalem, where we saw that death has been overcome, the cross was defeated, and victory was won. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Our hope is found in Christ. And today as we celebrate the advent of Christ, we look to our hope and recognize that he has come and he is coming again. And so we wait, we watch, we anticipate. And just as the Old Testament concluded with the people of Israel waiting on a Messiah, And just as the New Testament concluded with the followers of Jesus awaiting his return, we continue to wait even now. These are troubling times. But just as they were called on to wait, we too must continue to wait and hold out, holding out to the knowledge and the hope that redemption is coming. I pray today that no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, no matter how troubling work may be, your home setting might be, everything going on in the world, no matter how troubling that may be, that we might be able to hold on, continue to find that hope as we wait for his return. Today, may we find our hope in Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we are not patient people. And yet our lives are filled so many times with times of waiting. Once again, we find ourselves waiting ultimately, Lord, for your return. And so as we continue to look, to prepare our hearts, to be ready, to be alert, when we grow weary, Give us your strength. When we grow frustrated, give us your peace. And Lord, when we grow hopeless, give us your hope. Today, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in a way that renews us, refreshes us, equips us, and sends us to be your presence 
in the world today so that we too might be a beacon of hope for others. God, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.